Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Okay, so the first topic that I want to talk about today is social media and how we get really desensitized to things. And that can be the good things and the bad things. The last episode, we discussed how you can really make social media work for you in good ways and some of the negative impacts and how you can avoid them. But the topic of desensitization really carries into so much of our our personal lives and and society itself. And so Brian and I got talking after we recorded the last episode and it just turned into, wait, we could discuss so much more on this topic. So Brian, I guess the thing that kind of kicked it off was when you posted a really beautiful picture and that got nowhere near the engagement of, you know, a simple video did. And you mentioned how it's crazy that people see beautiful photography that you used to not have that kind of access to of just constantly seeing this kind of beautiful stuff. Now people are like, meh, just another picture. But of course, just when you think it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a stinking pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented, adjustable feel of the original MyPillow, but now with brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with a promo code MORGAN. Go to MyPillow.com, use offer code MORGAN. That's MyPillow.com, promo code MORGAN. Thank you very much. Let's get into it, we. And I think, like, from that perspective, so desensitize is basically meaning you see something, it doesn't give the same rush of wowness, um, it doesn't strike you as, like, makes you want to stop and look at it and maybe even share it. Um, that's kind of the whole desens- desensitize what we're talking about. So, it used to be on Instagram, if you had like, you know, in the hunting world, a beautiful duck, you know, I, I don't know how many people know about duck species, but just say like a mallard and a male mallard is a greenhead. And that is one of the most sought after ducks in the duck hunting community. And these people who have really expensive cameras were making really good pictures. And when Instagram first started, it was kind of like, wow, like I saw them in magazines, but now it's on my phone and just the way they blurred the background out, the details, like it's amazing. And that's how Instagram started was a photography kind of app. You just share kind of pictures. And now it just seems like people have seen that quality so much. It's just like it doesn't mean as much. And then, yeah, that's what we're saying about the engagement. We really don't care about the engagement because, you know, we're not going to get lost in that world on how many likes. But it's still kind of interesting how, yeah, I posted a really good turkey hunting picture that's phenomenal, honestly, I think. And it was just like, what, like, 600 likes in three hours and then I had a reel that I wanted to post and it was like a good quote in the background and just a guy riding through the marsh and it was in like one hour it was like 3,000 likes and it's just crazy how people just stuck on the video wanted to keep watching but then it's like well daggum there's a gorgeous picture and it just didn't do anything and that that got us talking about you know social media as in a whole of like male and female and like how we portray ourselves Mm -hmm. and all that fun stuff yeah and i want to get into that i think i just have a couple more things i want to talk about with social media strategy like something that stuck out to me about your business story was when early 
like early TikTok, when Instagram used to not be so controlled with the algorithm, all that kind of stuff, you saw very briefly, like somebody had a really high quality camera that they used on their posts and you just reached out, you asked what it was. It wasn't something that everybody had at the time. And so you made the investment to buy that expensive camera so that you could then get that high quality footage and kind of stand out on social media. Flash forward now, the kind of videos that made you stand out what years ago, now nearly everybody has that kind of high quality video. And so we're also desensitized to that too. It's like nearly, it's not cinematic, but it's nearly cinematic. It's beautiful. And now everybody can have that kind of slow motion video of themselves yeah, like doing the new, whatever they're doing. The new iPhone does that. So that was like another thing. Like the iPhone has like the cinematic version of it. And so you really can't, it, it's... It's not close, but it's also close as far as flashiness on, like, say, TikTok. They all kind of look the same. The blurred background, you know, and very detailed um, quality of whatever the item or person or product that you're videoing. So beginning, I was early enough on to where the the expensive camera paid for itself because it it got so much exposure. But then, yes, as a new iPhone came out and other people saw that, it's just like that those videos don't do anything anymore. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of sad, but I don't know. It's like, what's next? Well, and and you mentioned something, too, of like, unless you have a dedicated audience that's just like, you know, I love Morgan or I love this person, you really have to make yourself stand out. And that means being obnoxious, like Jake Paul style, We his boxing thing is today. And it's like you have to grab people's attention in that obnoxious way or you have to be very violent and aggressive or whatever it is, like a movie or something like that. Like the movies are all just insane these days. Um, Or you have to have extreme beauty or extreme nudity uh, to catch attention in that way or drama. And so you have to be in that high percentile to grab attention in the algorithm now. You don't have to have extreme beauty, actually. They just put filters now. (laughs) Well, I just mean like in terms of beauty, like you could be a beautiful girl, but unless you're in that top, top, top now, like there are are some crazy stuff. A lot of the time it is the filter and a lot of the times they're taking their clothes off. So it's just the sense that we're so desensitized to seeing a beautiful girl that we're not like, wow, every time. Instead, there's just, it's like one, you know, it's not one in a million anymore, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. But it's driving everybody to be a little bit more dramatic. Uh, and I think that kind of carried us into the other topic of how is that affecting us on the bigger scale? And we've seen some of those like cultural pages like Carnivore and Masculine Revival has posted about it too, I believe. But basically on social media, you have men desensitized to women, women desensitized to men, where women see men of a certain style and expect all men to be like that and kind of increase their standards to something that's really unattainable. And they look at, you know, an average working man and say, he's not good enough for me and and I'm not even going to consider it. And then they say, there's no good men out there. And then on the other hand, you have young men who have seen some extreme content. I mean, boys have seen porn, I think at nine years old, a huge percentage of American boys watch porn as early as nine years old. It's insane when you look at the numbers. So you're seeing some really graphic stuff. You're on social media where you can see girls nearly naked and they're beautiful and they are showing a lot of stuff that people in previous generations never even saw. Maybe like they saw one naked girl. You know what I mean? They saw their wife. And now on top of that, you can also see like supermodel level women for $2 a month if you just pay for their OnlyFans. So it's a very strange world where then guys aren't feeling like they need to do much work to improve their themselves in order to see that kind of beauty. When in reality, it used to be a situation where you had to work to become a man worthy of 
getting a woman and getting that kind of um, experience with her, like marrying her, settling down, all that stuff. It's now $2 to see a supermodel girl on OnlyFans. Yeah. I mean, I guess you take the Christian aspect out of it, just to, in general, the hookup culture is like back in the day it was, yeah, like people weren't hooking up left and right. And basically if a man wanted to get with, say, I don't know, the top girl in their town. Like it was probably a star athlete coming out of high school. And then he probably worked hard and he probably lived a life that was respectful. And that girl saw value in it, you know, and then that's how that happened. But now it's just, it's just so casual, you know, fraternity parties and all this stuff. Like everything is super casual. It's like men are like, well, I don't even have to work for it. That sounds so bad to say, but it is it's bad on both sides. It's not just like one because it's obviously two people involved. But yeah, it's like when men really don't have to work hard to be successful or, you know, with their health or like, you know, the dad bod kind of thing is going around. Girls love dad bods, like all this stuff. And well, that what you're doing is you're highlighting someone who is not at their optimal level. So should we really be celebrating that? And personally, yeah, don't get me wrong. There's probably girls that like dad bods, I guess. But deep down, you know, it might even be an insecurity with them. They don't want their man just ripped because it's so rare now. Not ripped, but you know what I'm saying, like just healthy because they might go cheat on them. Like, I mean, who knows what all the stuff is, but it's just you don't have to work hard anymore to back talking about in the older ages. I mean, let's be honest, like man in the earlier ages was motivated by sex. You know what I mean? Like in the hookup culture. and Usually we're talking about kings or we're talking about people that are super highly successful or doing stuff in their town. And now it's just so casual. It doesn't even mean anything. So it's like the guys are not doing what they did back in the day. And everybody's just casually hanging out. And then like then get on TikTok and see the beautiful girls and stuff. It's like, oh, I didn't have to do anything to see that. Mm -hmm. Nobody's doing anything anymore. It's all hooking up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And where nobody's getting married. It's just like we keep letting it linger out. Yeah. Well, the the like the sexual liberation, the politics of that really is just so interesting to me where they, they told women they would be so happy and empowered if they embraced casual sex and abortion. And for both things, women release deep connection hormones, whether it's to the man or to the baby, when the baby's in the womb. And the man doesn't release deep connection hormones in either of those situations. The baby, I found this interesting, when the baby's born, that's when the man looks at the baby and feels those deep connection hormones. And so when the left, the the people that are all about women's empowerment and caring about women, but then at the same time they can't define women, it's so confusing. When they tell women they'll feel good during this stuff, they're lying to them. Because in reality, they're going to feel very depressed after they have that abortion because their body is going to now be missing the human being that they just deeply connected to. And I think that's really, really disturbing. But the politics of that, I think at the end of the day. Let me say this real quick. It's also hard to define a man now. Like, you know, (laughs) no, seriously. Like, what is a man? What is the difference between a boy and a man? Like, we always tell, like, children grow up so fast, but the adults never grow up. Mm -hmm. It's like a slow deal. It's like. What is a man? Like a lot of people are like, um, I don't know. They just work hard. Like you honestly can't even define that in a sense. I'm not talking about like biological stuff, but like we don't even really know how to define that. Like what is the difference between a boy and a man at certain ages? And I think that's a pretty interesting topic too. Yeah. Well, I think that as well, like we tell women there are good men out there and there totally are. But then you have to take it the next step of like, are they good in the sense that 
they are respectable and they want to date you and they're not going to do bad things to you, that's one level. But it's like, do they understand that they're kind of getting older and it's time to settle down and have a family and do that on your own? I, I just feel like we as a society don't really get young men or young women excited about the next steps of life. They tell you that your life is over after you turn 30 or your life's over after college and it's all kind of downhill from there. And people can make fun of carnivore and those pages as much as they want of like, oh, it's getting cheesy. I think it's fun. Like, why not get people excited and get people a little inspired? Like, oh, you know what? That family life actually looks really fun. Like, there is a way to have decades and decades of, of greater life as you keep going instead of just forever downwards after well, you leave college. As a guy's point, when you think of marriage, you're thinking life does stop. Like, I feel like a lot of boys slash guys do have that. Then they might also not feel worthy enough because, say, they're in the student debt deal Say they, you know, look at the job market. They're just kind of floating around. They hate the job. Um, and then on just like, it's just a culture problem. Let me just say that it's a pleasure problem. Like quick dopamine hits, but pleasure is also like obviously the hookup culture. So it's if they are dating an attractive girl and then they're just bombarded on Instagram. Like if you get on your search page, like I don't even look up this stuff, but it's just very sexual oh, stuff. It's on mine too. Girl stuff. Yeah. And it's just like. So then all of a sudden, say they're dating someone, and then it's just without even them trying, here's this, I don't even, no-name girl, but very promiscuous, you know what I mean? And then it's like, wait, I, that girl is highly attractive, then they see another one, then another one, and then it's like, wait, is my girlfriend that hot? Yeah. And then it's just like... It's it, like grass is greener on the And then side. in the real life, they might get in a bad situation. I'm not saying they'll cheat, but it's like... Another girl somehow gets involved and they might, because of all the stuff they see on TikTok or Instagram, they're just curious, like curiosity killed the cat. That's a yeah. famous saying, like, and then curiosity and that. And it's just like, that's when it's just like, you have to really be, I mean, that's why I was at the beginning saying, take Christianity out of it. But I think you have to put it back into it and be mm. like strong in the faith and realizing like, all right, this is, uh, this is, you know, basically the evil one seeing a weakness in you right now. So you either can overcome this and keep, you know, get off the app right now, go outside, who knows, like get in the woods somewhere and like forget what you just saw and then come back to your girlfriend and like realize what just happened. Mm -hmm. Or you can literally end up down the rabbit hole, you know what I mean? And then all yeah. of a sudden it, it, that causes problems. So it's just a culture problem. It's not, a, it's not one specific individual circumstance. It it's just a bad pleasure problem right now. And nobody's wanted, you know, strive to be successful and yeah. you know the the foundation of like family i do think is coming back because i mean like what is it 50 percent or ends up in divorces but i think if we ever start idolizing family again um i think we'll start seeing the turn but you know right now it's just it's just very hard with with just the culture at hand and that's sad to say but hey we're going to be optimistic and have faith in it you know and that's why i like Church communities, I think, you know, why we like Church of Highlands is because they kind of adapt to the younger generation. They're singing the songs, they're clapping their hands, they're trying to be, you know, small groups, fishing trips, like doing outdoor stuff, but staying in the faith. Like, you are who you hang around with, you know, and that's just mm -hmm. each individual needs to kind of, are you going to parties every Friday and Saturday night and knowing you're in a bad situation kind of deal? Or you just kind of look at the sum of the five people you hang around with the most. That's who you end up kind of becoming. And that's biblical. You know, if you yeah. want to be wise, hang with the wise. Well, when you were saying that earlier, when you first brought up the Christianity stuff, that's what I was thinking is like, it's all cultural. The world tells you it's totally normal and good and fine to act like this. All the music, all the Hollywood stuff, everything is pushing you down one aisle. And so what can make a human want to 
push away selfish desire and choose something else, it really is faith-based. Like it, the Bible is a guide for you on how to behave and how to treat others. And if you're living in a self-absorbed world, you're going to end up down paths that aren't really the best for you or the people around you. But if you're living to serve God and then you're living to serve the people in your life, you find so much more fulfillment in that. And my one of my favorite books, I gave it to you, is Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. And he was like, it, it basically starts out with him just trying to reach people on a very basic message of there is a God. Now let's get to the Christian God. And he's like working his way for, you know, there certainly isn't nothing. And he's saying when you're about to do something wrong and you feel something in your gut, it's it's God. It's it's because you have this human nature that has you want to do maybe some more selfish desires, but then you feel like you just did something wrong. If if you're saying something that's not true, or if you're going to go do something wrong to a woman, and and you feel like maybe I'm not doing something right, you feel that little pit in your stomach. That is a higher power out there trying to say you're not doing something that's that's on the good path, and. If we could get more people, young people, in touch with that, they're going to be happier. But you have culture saying, do things that will literally make you depressed based on science, based on your hormones, and you'll be fine. So it all goes back to when we say that women and men are the same, when we act like there's no physical differences, we're hindering them a lot more there too because it's really important to be in touch with our bodies and how they're different, how they're affected by different experiences. It really, really frustrates me because they say they're the, the empowerment side. And in reality, they're not just hurting women. They're hurting young men, too. I think both sides would greatly benefit from this. Yeah, I mean, well, you're you're meant to be on a team. And if you break it down to, like, marriage, in a sense, and, like, kids, if you look at what's wrong in America, just start at, like, the very basics. This is how you change America, literally. It's like we can screen build the wall and all that stuff, but we have to be strong on the inside. If you have a strong family, right, and then— you you are basically a good icon to like your neighbors or something who are watching this and then you're helping out your neighbors then you help out your town your town is better for your city and the city helps the state the state helps your your country like it's a huge ripple effect but it starts all the way back into your household and then even further into your own individual self like and that's why it's so important like we're talking about what's the answer for america like of course it's like you know faith-based and all that stuff but I mean, it, we can talk policies all day long, but when our household is so disrupted and we're each individual is just so confused, it's so hard to like have such a strong team. And that's why, you know, I think family needs to be more heightened, to be honest with you, because it really is the core of how we get America back, you know, good yeah. and, and that strong. Goes, like those pages, it makes me sad. I just remembered that you said like, Guys, so boys really do imagine marriage as like the ending. I don't mean to like trash on girls, but I just think, you know, we have some bad culture. We're inspired by culture. We have a bad culture right now. And I see how a lot of girls behave where they're they're just very almost high school girlish still, very gossipy. You and I have seen it in our own experiences where they aren't exactly behaving like a future wife, future mother should, and then they get upset that they aren't succeeding in the dating world. And so like for me, I've definitely tried to mature and realize like, wait a second, I am trying to fulfill some important roles in the future. So what is it that women should be bringing to the table that we aren't right now? Because I don't think we're bringing enough to the table to really get modern boys to want to become men, to want to be excited about marriage. Like, 
You know what I mean? I don't even know how I'm really saying this, but I just feel like, you know, I'm not saying women are perfect and it's just men who don't look forward to marriage. There's got to be a reason they don't look forward to marriage. Perhaps we need to also better ourselves as women to make guys excited about what that looks like. But instead, it's more of a you bring student debt. I bring student debt. We're both going to get married. We're both going to go to our 40 hour a week jobs. We're both going to meet each other for a crappy dinner in our kitchen at the end of the day and then go back to bed and repeat it. You know? Yeah. I mean. There's like, a, I mean, I don't know how true it is or how much I believe in it, but it's pretty cool. It just says, basically, find you a woman who's okay with living on your income, basically meaning she's really happy and you're going to figure it out and she might want to stay at home and you just, whatever that price is, you figure it out versus, you know, glorifying, you know, huge six-figure salaries from the man. And if you don't make that, then that means the household's going to be crazy because he didn't provide enough for his family. Um, but I don't really know, you might know more than me, but. I just feel like if that's truly what girls want, like if they kind of look at marriage and like the babies and like just the strong family, it's almost like a cultural thing. Like we have to stop the hooking up deal because for me, it's almost like it's obviously two people involved. I feel like guys look at it as, well, she's promiscuous. We're hooking up kind of deal. She'll probably be go be promiscuous with anybody else. I can't trust this girl. She's too. She's showing her stuff all online, all that. I mean, yeah, I'll hook up with her. Life moves on. And then the girl's kind of like hooking up. If I don't hook up with him, he's going to go hook up with someone else. And then I got to give him what he wants. And then it's just like, no, it's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? And everybody's just kind of stagnant versus... You know, if one just kind of puts their foot down, like, all right, we're done being promiscuous. We're done, like, if you want to, like, earn a date with me, like, you need to become a higher version of yourself. And um, and then just the individual views on it. Um, you know, we're not, we're, we're going to know when temptation falls in. We, we both have the same idea in our head. And all that sounds nice, but it really is hard out there to find someone of that level. And that's like, I don't know what your next question is, but we get that question kind of a bit, kind of a little bit of like, how do I find these people that might be, I do want that and think like me on that. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I don't have the the good answer for that. Um, I always say you try to become what you want to attract. I would at least start there. And, you know, it's just like, you know, just pray for it. And I think you said earlier, I don't know if you're going to ask this, like, where do I meet them at? You know, Mm And um, that's another good question. I, yeah. I, it's hard to say. I don't know where to meet these people at in this today's world because it is so tough. Yeah. Well, I think the, we could get to those questions and stuff. This is such a loaded topic. But when we talk about where people are at in life, I think that's also a good lesson is like you can't force somebody to want to be interested in settling down. If they aren't there yet, it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Where it's like man or woman. and so. Coming to that piece of being like, you know what, I'm going to find someone eventually that actually wants to do these things, a man that's excited to be a husband, a man that's excited to be a father one day. That's a big thing. And yes, I completely get that that's rare. And like you were saying, guys aren't exactly excited about that anymore, which is really, really sad to me. Same thing with a woman. It's like if she isn't in the place where she's excited to do those things, I don't think there's ever going to be a moment where they reach peace as a couple of like, wow, let's move forward. Instead, it's going to be this this constant like, well, I guess we should, or maybe they they feel like, well, I guess I should propose now. I guess I should get married now. I guess, well, we got pregnant, so I guess we're having a baby now, and they just never reach that fulfillment. But if you can be patient enough and wait for someone that 
that is truly excited to do those things because they, as their own strong and healthy, confident individual person said, I'm ready for that in my life. That's a big step. Now, here's the thing. I would break it into buckets. There's going to be people out there who are like, heck no. There's going to be people who maybe they're starting to realize that what society is is telling them to do isn't maybe what they want to do and they want to do some self-work and get to that place. And that's maybe you're there too. But then there are people who are, maybe they listen to this show. You know what I mean? Like there's different groups of people out there. They listen to this show. They know there's a difference between a man and a woman and what they bring to the table. There's women listening right now that are like, yeah, I don't want to have to be a boss babe. I don't want to go to work. I want to find a man that wants to do that. And there's men that would fulfill that as well. And so making sure that you're starting there with the understanding that there's people at different places in their life is probably a good thing. And you'd be surprised how many people one girl wants to have five kids. The next guy that she dates is like, maybe I don't want to have kids or I guess I could have kids for you. Do you really want to try and force him to want to do those things with you? Or would you like to find someone that's ready to, you know, run that race with you? So that's at least where I see it. And just like you, I mean, Brian and I are dating. Like, it's not like we're experts on this. <laughs> so we're yeah. just talking more from a, like from an observational in the trenches with you guys kind of discussion. But I guess we could, let's talk about, that same situation because the next question is like what do you do when you're dating someone with different political ideals is that even possible and for me i see you get your political views from your values what you think is important in the world what you think is important societally and if you don't align with those things you aren't equally yoked i think you should be equally yoked in your faith but also equally yoked in everything that you have as a worldview and that carries into not just like, oh, we agree on politics, but that carries into how do you want to keep your home? How do you guys want to have a relationship? How do you guys want to raise kids, educate them, and have a relationship with your family and the government? You know what I mean? Like this is a huge topic, and I personally don't mean to be pessimistic, but I don't think it's possible. It's like trying to be somebody that wants to get married and have a homestead, but you're trying to date a guy that lives in a city and has no desire to settle down. It's just very different. It's not going to work. Yeah, I mean, well— for one, most liberals, or I say liberal, Democrat and Republican, if you start there, if they do say they're a Democrat, most Democrats now are technically more conservative just because how far the extremes are. <laughs> but I see it a little bit different in a sense of like it depends what the topics are maybe. Um, because there's plenty of like wives or like girls I know that like they're not anti-meat, but they're not going to go shoot a deer. Now, they, they might say, oh, it's just a, he's got a family, don't hurt him. But he res, she respects, like, the man and knows, like, what it, like, it's, it is a sport, but it's also most ethical hunters are going to eat them and bring it home, and she's fine with that. But I don't know if that's really political, but as far as, like, you know, talking about some mandates, um, especially around the health mandate stuff, I can see where that's definitely an issue. I, to me, I'm just saying, like, I don't know if, like, maybe – it's not the young generation isn't that up to date in policies, to be honest with you. Like, they don't really know what's going on. They can't even and talk. That's embarrassing. It is, but I'm just saying, like, um, if someone says Trump 2024, that might be all they know. You know what I mean? And then the other one's like, no, I don't really like Trump because they actually maybe know a little bit more. His ego, he did this or right here. And then it's like, oh, you're anti Trump? Then heck no. And then they argue. But it's kind of like. I guess it depends on what the topic is as far as like if someone's this way or that way. But if you're saying liberal, like meaning like stuff they should be learning in like schools and stuff like that or don't want their children 
maybe homeschooled and this and only go to this certain school right here and okay if this happens in this school obviously that's a pretty serious topic um I guess it just depends what the topic is and how yeah. deep they are in policies. And I stuff guess maybe. we're just, I'm a little more aggressive than you on this one yeah. where I just don't think it's going to work out because life is politics. Politics is based on life. It's, it's what you think society should look like. It's what you think the government's role is in your life. And if you guys don't agree on those basic things, it's going to affect how you think you should raise your kids, how you think the government's role in your kid's life, how far it should go. And so to me, if you go on a more personal level where it's like, say you're dating a girl and she gets pregnant and she's a liberal and she believes in abortion, you have to now argue with her because she wants to maybe get an abortion because she says she's not ready yet and she says it's her choice. You're a conservative man dating a liberal girl that just got pregnant and now she's saying she's not ready so she wants to abort the baby. So that's a more personal thing. On a higher level, it's like, say you date someone and they believe in the vaccination mandate because they're you know pro-Fauci and then you're like, wait a second, I'm not letting that in my kid's body. How could you want to allow this? Or as things get worse, I think the the topic gets more intense and more important. Things like that, I agree on. I guess I'm, I, I, I took the question as like, if you both turn on the news and see, you know, Biden do this or that, say Ukraine, you know what I mean? And one says, Ukraine, that's phony. I don't see any footage. I got more footage in World War II than I'm seeing out of this as a joke. And then the other one's like, what? It is very serious over there. How, you know, is that, is that like detrimental to the relationship? Okay. We're just different on this one because I would literally be like, you pansy. I'm not attracted. You know what I mean? I mean, it just matters to me. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) but I am, I am myself. The topics that you just said, I do agree with. And then like, but I think even a bigger thing is religion. I think all the denominations, I think that's probably a little bit bigger than political. But yes, you, there's, I can see where a lot of political arguments can come in. And I mean, think of raising kids, like think of like a classic liberal versus a classic conservative. (laughs) What do you like child responsibility, what you tell them their roles are like, think of if you if you want them to grow up and have a strong nuclear family unit or if you're going to be like, hey, kids, you could do whatever you want, be whatever you want. We don't worry about it. You see that kind of difference in discipline tear apart families Mm -hmm. because they truly cannot agree with it and they've already procreated and had kids and now they're realizing wait we have really different worldviews and it's carrying into our home yeah no i get that i think the children talk is probably what you're more so going off of like i think yeah i mean that's just kind of the dating pool of like hey if you have kids like what do you expect like what do you want to do like what's your views on this or that like i think that's super important i'm not saying if you've been dating for years and a political topic comes up and you guys disagree that it's like okay nail on the coffin we're done I'm saying when you're dating someone and pursuing someone, it's probably best to make sure that you're on the same page about what the government's role is in your life and this kind of stuff. I mean, can you imagine trying to be equally yoked with someone that looks at the Biden administration and says, geez, I am so thankful he is in office. Finally, we don't have mean tweets in. Like, can you I would truly be unattracted to that person if I was on a first date with them or whatever. I don't so, think it's me people out there <laughs> just thinking that. <laughs> so I think you're okay. With- I, I think that our generation is hyper-political. I know you're like, they have no idea what they're talking about, but it's still like, even if they don't know what they're talking about and they're spewing those kind of talking points that they maybe got on TikTok, I would be like, what are you talking about? I can't trust you to lead the family unit. Yeah. I, well, I made like a video and it's <laughs> I feel like, so extreme right now. No, I made a video and it was like, Screw the small talk. Do you believe in God? Do you want to live off the grid? 
and like you're not on birth control pills, right? Because you might be up to date with like some health lies, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you could probably throw in there. So the government's pretty crazy, huh? You know, you can do little small talks on your first dates, and they're like, dude, they're crazy. They ain't good for nothing. It's like, yeah, I don't want to be a customer on them. If they kind of agree with it, you're probably thinking mostly all the same. But yeah. if they're like, wait, what? What do you mean the government? Now, I go a little bit extreme and talk about the moon landing, but... (laughs) Yeah. See, I I guess maybe I am extreme. You're saying that it could work out, but for me, I'm like, absolutely not. It absolutely could not work out. That's because I'm I'm really far down some rabbit holes. We're talking about general speaking. Some people... But you and I are both down those rabbit holes, and it works because of that. Like, I can tell someone who's my age, like, the moon landing is crazy how we can't go back because we lost all the technology. (laughs) And they're like, what are you talking about? And it's like, okay, we don't need to talk about this anymore. So mm-hmm. some people are just completely clueless on a lot of, like, I guess you call them conspiracies. But I was taking it more general. But the topics that you're talking about, like the children, you get on the first dates, talk about, hey, what do you, what would you do with, like, you know, if you had children, how would you raise them? Schools, no. What you think about the government? You could get through your basic real quick topics, I think, pretty quickly. Yeah. And if there is a red flag, then maybe dive in. And if you're, and if it's like one of the things you're talking about, like mandates, like. I would ask him about the vaccine mandate, to be honest with you. I'm that, but you know, that might be the pharmacist in me. But like, I don't be like, what do you think about the vaccine mandate? They're like, well, it's cool if it's good for the people. And if they haven't really kept up to date the last few years, then yeah, I don't know. That's I, just me personal. Well, I don't know. Maybe there's a difference between you and me on this because for me, it's like I think of it as like a woman looking for a man to lead. Do I really want to? I really want to be led by a man that doesn't see an issue with some of the liberal leftist political stuff going on. I'd be like, what are you talking about? You don't agree with that. So that's I guess for me, it's like maybe that's why it's so important for me. And that's why I like that about you, that you are like very attentive. You care about that stuff a lot. I don't think I would be able to do it if you (laughs) or like whatever it is. I think a lot of women feel the same where it's like we want a man who's like very aware. Things are weird these days. We need someone that's going to lead. Whereas I guess for a guy, it's like. It's not as important for what you the woman brings to the table. I don't know. I'm trying to see if like this is a big deal to me. <laughs> no, I mean I think we're I think we're agreeing and we're trying to find ways to disagree about it. I, I'm just saying if you're on a first date with someone, you can ask. Yeah, that's what I, I said. Screw the small talk. Just go ahead and get to the questions. Do you believe in God? Yes. You want to live off the grid, maybe? If they're kind of like, I mean, yeah, time's crazy, then okay, there's a chance. And then you can maybe ask, like, look, I don't want to bring politics into this, but what did you think about the last three years with the COVID <laughs> things? Like, and you can kind of fill them out on that. You probably know all your answers. And then what do you think about the Biden administration? Yeah. You can really quickly f- figure out where someone at is on mostly everything. But there might be some things that come up in politics that, I mean, respectfully, I might not think so much of that you're like oh my gosh you're screwed <laughs> and i you know what i mean but yeah. we don't let it like oh we're breaking up now you know what i mean yeah. it's just, I just mean i wouldn't pursue carry more it. weight for sure in views if i felt unequally yoked i just wouldn't pursue it i guess i mean and i think at the same time you and i are kind of unique in the sense that we're both publicly vocal about politics so it's not like we're going to accidentally end up on a date with a communist or somebody who's completely insane like that and so it's pretty clear what our values are before we go out and try that. I mean, you've, I, I think what's interesting is you said you've been on first dates where you haven't even asked that kind of stuff yet. I feel like I wouldn't even, I would try and find out the information before a date. People well, have asked me that too, of like, what kind of questions are safe for the first date? I would be like, uh, I would text them about it first instead of going out to dinner and then trying to find out yeah, if they're my, conservative or liberal. <laughs> mine was always a religion thing slash God. 
and then I'd figure out if it was like Catholicism or like Protestant or something later, but I'd at least start there. And then if they got a good personality, you're they're already way ahead of the game nowadays. Oh. <laughs> and then that and then yeah, we'd knock out some other questions on the date, but yeah, well, that goes back to the Instagram thing that we're talking about. Half of the half of them didn't look like how they did on social media. <laughs> oh wait, <And> that's <laughs> okay. So that's an, a good next topic. Basically, let's close this off with. I find it really interesting that for me it was so important. I do think it was because, like, as a woman, I think a guy should lead the family unit, and I want him to lead on those topics, and that's what I like about you. And then for you, it's like, well, yeah, it's nice, and but it's not a deal breaker. I think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. But of course, the important topics are are crucial. This is the other thing, you guys. Bryant was telling me, and I had this little thought in my head about this as well, but I've never said it, of it is very interesting and concerning to me how on social media, everybody is very edited now. For me personally, filtered, filtered, edited, (laughs) facetuned, all that stuff. When I first got into politics, I was very intimidated. There are so many beautiful girls. They spend a lot of money on a lot of stuff that they get done, whether it's hair extensions and additions just to add volume to their hair or length, or they get their eyelashes done every two weeks. They get their manicures. Bryant pointed out I've never had like painted nails around him, so I painted my nails this week to try and be fun, and the paint is already chipping, so we're doing great um, in that department. But he noticed that, and it's like, yeah, actually, I just... I never got into it and I've, I used to be a little self-conscious about it of like, should I be doing more? Because when you see everybody, especially in the political industry, it's like, oh my gosh, everybody's so beautiful and I get it. They're always on camera. But with those expectations, I just kind of let loose on it. There's a funny thing. I don't know if I've told you this. There's an interview of me on YouTube where I tried to wear fake eyelashes once in 2020 at CPAC, which is a conservative conference. And the eyelash comes off halfway on my eye and is flying up, like half of it's flying. And nobody tells me this. It's my only time I've attempted it. And it's flying around on the interview half on my eye. And then they took a picture of me and it's the thumbnail <laughs> of me with half an eyelash. So I had that experience, like but it was, it was like, I was just nervous. Everybody's so pretty. And I was just trying to keep up. You know what I mean? And that experience made me just be like, Morgan, stop it. I'm I'm on, or I'm not anymore because I'm kind of moving away from it, but I was on camera so much and then I was at all these events so much. It's like, I can't constantly be putting on this kind of stuff and trying to put on this like beautiful facade or keeping up. Like, I'm just going to be myself because I'm on too many cameras, too many videos at the time to put on this little thing. And so I just stopped that and I just started being myself and I put on like some mascara. That's my vibe. But you mentioned it and I it brought me back to how I used to be like that and used to care a lot. And you mentioned how because my Instagram is videos, I looked like my Instagram. Like when you met me, I looked like my Instagram. But guys have this situation where girls don't look like they look on the dating apps or the social media things. And it's kind of a situation, ladies. So if you're listening to this, I'm really interested in Brian. Can you tell me like what guys have noticed or what they have to deal with when they go on a date? Girls, this is a little embarrassing, but you have to hear this. Well, I mean, this is not all girls. For, and you're also being very humble. You know, you're a very attractive person. No. Not like, oh, all these other girls are so attractive now. I can't do this or that. But for the, mo- for the most part, like people want to show their best, you know, version of themselves. You know, we always say Instagram is a highlight reel. Usually if it's, you know, a girl, um, maybe if it's just pictures, say if it's maybe some promiscuous ones or whatever it might be, 
usually when you meet them, it's like, I cannot believe I got a date with this girl. Look at her. Look at her. And usually when you meet her, even though she's still attractive, it wasn't that dopamine match when you initially, your expectations fail a little bit. And I don't really know the psychology behind, you know, if your expectations fail, if, if most guys are just completely over it at that time, even though it's still an attractive girl. Because they were, it was almost like they were going out to meet X, but instead they got like a lesser version of X. So it's almost like a different person in a sense. And they're like, eh, it's almost like a turnoff in a sense. So that's why I always vote like if girls are listening more so, like I would 100% prefer like just show your real self. Like if you're comfortable on camera showing videos, it's a little bit more easier to see yourself, your personality, you know what I mean? But if it's like six pictures on Instagram, four of them are bikinis in very interesting ways, and two of them are like highly filtered, like they're probably not going to look like that. And that doesn't necessarily mean like they're ugly or something, but I'm just saying like they're probably dealing with some insecurities and they're probably not in a good mental state either. Most of them, not to about all of them. And so I just think the better answer is just don't post stuff like that. Just post your normal self. Yeah, just be because then if you do score the date, you know, or get, <laughs> if you will get a date, then you know, like, that, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to yeah. be authentic and it's going to be real. And, but now to guys, I always, I don't know, I always have this weird kind of thought also, like, you can't complain that girls are dressing promiscuous if you're just in muscle shirts all day long. And you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, well, and guys, they're liking the promiscuous pictures. Yeah, 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 for sure. And guys, I don't really know from a girl standpoint on the guys because I feel like the guys are usually hunting and like with a, or the ones I know, like that's probably their normal self. They've been cold all day and they shot a deer and there it is. Like you probably you see what you get, mm-hmm. you know, so personality might be a little bit different. You know, the personality might be the game changer on that. Mm-hmm. But I think with guys, maybe like, yeah, the looks like the filter looks doesn't equal reality. Mm-hmm. And that can kind of be a little hesitant uh, and i don't know what the percentages of second dates you know wow. happening if their expectations are not met yeah well and so i need to cut in here because to everybody listening i feel bad for putting brian on the spot to make him say this he's speaking from the perspective of what he's heard other people say and i've heard guys say this too i've heard it i know that this is the case where guys have basically gotten used to the fact that what a girl looks like on social media is not going to be what she looks like in real life and the more i internalize this the more i'm kind of disturbed of like that's probably also having a really bad impact on our dating scene because whoever is editing their picture they are very beautiful very pretty and natural beauty is something that is just being wiped out by this this fake version of what a girl now looks like where like they're 20 years old but they look 29 in the picture because they look like a full-blown woman at that point it's really weird what we're doing but it's having an effect on the dating scene for people because most people are dating online now most people are swiping And I guess I just felt kind of disturbed by it. And I'm not saying that the guys are bad or the girls are bad in this situation. Like, I just think it's really sad because society tells girls you've got to look like this. So then they feel like they need to edit their pictures, that their natural self isn't pretty. And then guys are like, well, I, I can't help the fact that this doesn't look like the person that I saw online. And I'm not saying that it's bad that guys are saying this because as a girl, I see girls also doing this. And then I, I see them in person and I'm like, wait a second, whoa. Or I yeah. see the pictures they post and I'm like, that's not what they look like. Yeah. And I, I'm just saying, I think we all kind of know this. 
I feel like we've all noticed it, but it's an unspoken thing and it's actually having a really bad impact. Yeah. And, and plus, like, you know, if you are, whether you're a guy or a girl, because there is guys on TikTok that choose a filter and make themselves look really good and get at a certain angle. I'll, I'll, let me say that. But you're losing the freedom of your own self, I feel like. Like, you mm-hmm. feel like you're not free. Like, if you ever start posting your authentic, normal self, like how you would be in real life, can you imagine just the freedom that follows that? Like, hey, yeah. what you see is what you get. And that's, that's you know, very rewarding. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. if you do find that person or and they just and then they end up liking you like that's I mean that's you can't really measure that out yeah. you know that's worth a lot well, not only that when you're you're trying to find a husband right and so yeah. especially the girls listening to this I know you guys are if you are trying to find a husband or if you're a guy trying to find a wife you're going to wake up next to each other every morning you're going to mm-hmm. see each other in all conditions and you want somebody that loves you in that natural state and so to put on a show just to win them over is not necessary. And I think it causes a lot of anxiety. Like girls now, I think that's also why we have the permanent stuff. Like you can permanently dye your eyebrows. You can permanently uh, color your lips. You can permanently put eyelashes on and get them done every few weeks. And it's literally to avoid having to even look like you look like without makeup. As I've gotten more into faith, I just really want to lean into the natural beauty thing because like we were all wonderfully made. And I followed, I can't, I don't know her YouTube, but I follow her I'll try and bring it up next time. She is just so beautiful and she does like how I study my Bible and how I do this and this. And it's so true. Like when you are confident in yourself, when you're confident in in your purpose, you don't worry anymore about keeping up with worldly trends. And confidence is super attractive. Mm-hmm. Like confidence is very attractive. It's different than confidence and arrogance. But we're also talking about the very niche of dating online. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not talking about like you could meet them at church or you could yeah. meet them at the grocery store or something. We're only talking about online stuff. But but online dating is so huge. Now. Oh, I know. That's mainly what it all, it is anyways. But yeah, just be confident. If, the, if people, let me say this. This is from a guy's point of view. I don't know if this like makes you upset. But if a girl is like, say she has a TikTok, who knows? Uh-huh. You can tell she's not putting on makeup. Say she, she's just naturally funny. She's making videos or whatever. And she's being goofy. You know what I mean? That's just how she is. I would think, I think guys are going to lean more into like, that's who she is. She's confident in how she is. She's funny. Like I can tell her personality. I know who she is before we meet in a sense. I think that goes a whole lot longer than just guys, I think, know that. It's no way this girl looks like this or she'd be dating like Morgan Wallen or something. Like it's no way. How does she only have a, a 400 followers? Like it doesn't make sense. I think guys are starting to see that more. So if, and this just goes back to, to each side. If you're, if you're trying to be online and trying to do the dating stuff, then yeah, pl- just show your goofy side on your stories and like, or TikTok or like do a reel of you playing with the chickens or who knows playing with the dolls. I think when people see that and like kind of see that you are confident in just who you are, that's just, that, that says a lot too. Yeah. That goes a long way. That's a good point. Yeah. I just, I think I feel sad for the whole situation. The fact yeah, that we're at this point. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's, a it's, 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 it's no right. It's hard to answer. It's hard to answer such a diverse thing, but Again, these are just little tactical things you might can do, you know, and I don't even know what's right or wrong, to be honest with you. But um, it just seems like you can never you can never be wrong. Just, you know, trying to walk your faith out, bet on yourself, be confident in yourself. And I just feel like, you know, trying to level up in your own individual ways. I just don't think you can ever go wrong doing that. So that would be my final conclusion. Yeah, and it's exhausting trying it's to keep up with the world. It's exhausting. You lose your freedom, yeah, and just of just being something you're not. Yeah. Oh, well, that was sweet. Okay, well, we have more <laughs> questions that, of course, we didn't get to, but um, next time we'll continue the conversation because this, I think, is such a good topic. I It makes me uncomfortable to even, like, hear about it, so that's why I kind of wanted to talk about it because it's, it's like maybe this does need to be talked about a little bit more. And I, 
honestly, it's not like I hang around guys or anything. It just kind of usually me. So now that I have Bryant who can share like all of his perspective and his friends' perspectives and stuff, I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is really interesting. Cause I just bring the, it's just me like talking from the girl perspective all the time, you know? So thank you for sharing. I feel like I'm walking on eggshells though. Oh, uh, like well, that's the thing. Topics. It's not like it's coming from you. You're, this has been like a growing conversation between you and me because of what we've heard from our guy friends, because of what we've heard from other people. And, and you're just unfortunately the vessel that has to communicate it as the man on the show. Thank you. All right, deal. I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah. So don't, don't get uh, Bryant in trouble or anything. He's just communicating with us. But we appreciate you coming on, Bry. Thank you. Thank Enjoy you. That. Thank you. Also, fun tip, you guys, I made him a uh, pecan pie, and I said, am I a real Southern girl now that I made pecan pie? And he said, no, you just called it pecan pie. Southern girls don't say pecan pie. What do they say? Pecan. Pecan. Pecan pie. Yeah. Well, there we go. Okay. Well, if you guys haven't yet, hit subscribe. See you next time. Thank you. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525.